0: back ladies and gentlemen to the peak endurance podcast with your host Isabel ross as a personal trainer accredited endurance coach and now podcast host Isabel is bringing you the best advice tips and tricks for your health and athletics having had raced all over the world including participating in the notorious Barkley marathons she's now brought all of her knowledge and brought it back to you so you can now be an expert so sit back relax and the knowledge you'll receive will have you off to the races
1: Hello and welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast. My name is Isabel Ross and I'm the coach at Peak Endurance Coaching. Episode 187 is an interview with Megan Canfield. Now, Megan and I last spoke in episode 58, which is forever ago where we spoke about how she's been so successful in ultra running for so long, well into her fifties. And then she messaged me recently because I'd posted about wanting people to, you know, um, record what their lessons from 2022, basically the last podcast. Okay. Um, And she sent me a copy of her article that she had recently written for ultra running magazine. I'll post this article with my, um, social media posts I'm putting out this pod so if you just got it on your feed check out you know insta or um facebook for the podcast um anyway and um what basically she wrote about because i don't want to give it all away is the effect of getting older on running um this and um and so therefore what we did was we talked about it the side effects of, or not the side effects, the effects of getting older on running, um, the effects of menopause and why it should be okay to talk about both of these things um, and not kind of hidden away as if, oh, it's not really happening. Um, We should not be embarrassed or ashamed of getting older and potentially slower. It's a fact of life that will actually happen to everyone. Even if you're young and fast at the moment, you will eventually become older. It's, you know, it's the way it is, um, sadly. Well, not sadly, because you know, there's benefits to different parts of your life. And um all of life is a sound like a I don't know, a rich experience to be enjoyed. And you know, there's ups and downs to each part of life. You know, I'm I'm personally older now and, and um you know it was it was great when I was running faster, but also my life was really hard back then, really tough um and and now life is a lot more cruisy and a lot more easy so you know it's it's you know life ebbs and flows but um it's not something that we should um be like I said embarrassed of I know it's something I used to think oh I don't want to tell people how old I am because basically we worry that people will judge us as being too old or something like that no I think screw it I am what I am and I'm the age that I am I um You know, and and I should be proud of that and that especially the fact that I'm still out there running, doing my thing um, and and enjoying being active. So I hope this gives you, um, you know, some inspiration for if you are an older athlete like myself and Megan um, or if you are looking ahead to the future. And, you know, um, there's still a lot of scope for doing lots of different things. So thank you so much for supporting the podcast by listening. Um, Rating, reviewing and sharing also helps more people find the podcast and actually grows the audience. So you're actually helping when you do those things. And it also helps when I'm contacting people to be um, interviewed because they look at the reviews and and think about those sorts of things. Um, Of course, you can also go to the YouTube, my YouTube channel to see the video recordings of the podcast. And another thing, please remember to support those people and and that support this podcast. Health and high performance, who help you with all your running, injury and niggle needs. Hopefully you don't have any. Um, I'm personally a believer it's always best to get anything sorted straight away, even if it ends up being nothing, at least then you know and you don't have to stress about it. Mainly so it doesn't become worse, so you don't do something silly. Also, peak chocolate, who make the best chocolate for athletes. The caffeine chocolate is great during races as it isn't too sweet, which I find is an issue for me. And it gives you the pick me up you need. Get 15% off at checkout with the code Isabel Ross, all caps, one word, Isabel with a no. Um, no, also, there is a new feature. I think it was on Spotify or on Audible, not really sure. And Megan can't remember, um, but she recorded a question and um, you can hear that now.
0: Hi Izzy, my name is Megan, I listened to your podcast this morning of your Coast to Cozzy adventure. Um, yeah, really great to hear all about that adventure and what you went through and how your pace has coped with it all. Um, I'm interested to know, and I have sort of followed your journey and your events that you do, but how um, far would you run or um, spend out... On the trails or road to act. Now I messaged her to find out
1: the rest of the question that got cut off. Basically, she wanted to know the longest run I did before Coast to Cozy. Um, the longest run I did was about sixty k's three weeks before the race. Um, I had done a few weeks before that of double days with about 40 to 50 Ks followed the next day by around 20 to 30. <clears throat> I've been running for a long time. Well, you know, 15 years or so, it's long enough. Um, so, you know, it's not like I'm needing to build a base or anything like that. I've got a pretty solid base um, and I've never, in certainly in recent years, haven't had to take any, too long a time off, except for just recently, um, in saying that. But yeah, such is life. Um, I don't think it is necessary to do huge runs in the lead up, as basically you get so tired, you know, if you're doing, you know, this really huge epic run and yeah, it looks great on Strava, but then you're so tired you can't really do the next week of training because basically it's like recovering from a race, essentially. Um, but in saying that, it's all very individual. And if I was planning for an athlete, it would depend a lot on their run and injury history, okay, because, of course, we want to minimise the chance of injuries. But basically for a 243-kilometre run, you don't need to do a 100K run in the last few weeks just to, you know, give you confidence Um, because you don't want to leave your race out there on the training roads. I've always been a big believer in saving my race for race day and I've always been a big believer in, I am not here to win training. What's what's the point in winning training? Some people want to go out and win training. They've got to go the fastest, the furthest, the longest, whatever it is in training. And then come race day, they're so shattered um, and they've put so much pressure on themselves that they crumble. So I've been always a believer in leaving my absolute best effort for race day in saying that I still always worked hard and some of the sessions I did were incredibly hard back in the day Um, but I still always believed in saving my absolute ultimate effort for race day because race day is race day and training is training training is preparing you for racing it's not racing so enough of my rant about saving yourself. Um, I hope your running training is going really well. And um, if you're in Australia, you're enjoying the the summer heat. Um, You know, at least it's not freezing when we go out and gotta love the extra daylight hours. That is the best, of course. All right. As always, thank you for listening. And I will see you, speak to you, be in your ears next week. Ciao. I'm Lisa Sherman, an ultra runner based in Sydney, Australia. I recently participated in Isabel's goal and habit setting webinar and found this to be extremely beneficial. Isabel's approach to creating goals was logical and provided some real strategies and just simple action steps to create really meaningful goals and habits to support achieving these goals. I really enjoyed the interactive nature of the workshop and will definitely be using this approach to refine not only my running goals for 2023, but all of my goals in the future. hi megan and welcome back to the podcast hi how are you i'm good i'm good it's great to have you back on now we last spoke this is will be 100 episode 186 and we last spoke in episode 58 i looked back wow yeah yes so and we spoke then about your longevity in ultra running now um Recently you wrote an article for Ultra Running magazine about you finding yourself in a prolonged off season. <laughs> um, and and you you messaged me in regards to that after I asked for people's advice about running. Now can you tell me um a little bit about sort of what prompted you to write that article?
0: Well, I um it it, it baffles me. It doesn't baffle me, but every day I feel like I think about this um and it's 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 like I'm I'm, I'm over the hill <laughs> it's like wait a minute <laughs> you know um so can I just ask for a second how old are you I'm 61 61 okay 61 um it took me a long time to get over the hill <laughs> <laughs> um you know every day's a, it got a little bit of mystery to it but it's not very exciting mystery it's more like you know, how, how slow am I going to feel today? How tired am I going to feel today? How unmotivated? Mm-hmm. Um, I used to run probably most of my runs by myself, long runs, you know, if, if I couldn't find company, not a problem or go to the track, do some massive workout. Great. And I find that I really have to call up a friend. If I'm going to get out the door. It's like,
1: just to um, get
0: just to get going. And, and a lot of that if not most of it, I think is the frustration of just not feeling like super great. When I start running, it's sort of, you know, creaky clunky yeah, and slower. And yeah. I think for a long time, I, I fought that slowdown. And so I was just trying to sort of make the ground move at the same rate as I, as I have. And what, I'm used to, but that was getting harder and harder to do. And so instead of like just relaxing and slowing down and accepting that, it just got really, you know, hard and not motivating. So it was definitely, I had to really reevaluate my relationship with running and be accepting of where I am and to accept that if I want to enjoy it, I'm going to have to just relax and slow down. I even get to a point where I'm telling myself, well, just pretend you're running with somebody slower than yourself. And then we're like, <laughs> well, you are slower than yourself. Just run with yourself, you know? Because <laughs> I mean, I love those runs when when some somebody slow calls up and says, hey, you want to go for an easy jog? I'm like, yes, that <laughs> <It> sounds wonderful. <laughs> so yeah, and, and when, so you're 61, when,
1: because you, that's why I spoke with you about your longevity, because I was amazed, you know, in your 50s, the paces that you were running at, because certainly for me, you know, I'm 52, but I've been starting to feel it already. And yet you seem to have, you know, delayed that for so long. What sort of age was it when you started to feel it?
0: Um, I would say in my mid fifties, I probably started to like really feel it more like just doing a track workout, um, just seeing the seconds sort of add on to like doing an 800 meters or something. It's like, you know, I used to be, you know, five seconds faster. This feels really hard um i think if i look back like my best marathon times were between age 40 and 50 okay yeah but then, but then i and i they were steady in there and then after i turned 50 i think i only have done one one competitive marathon um and that was when i was 51 that was the olympic trials i i mm-hmm. i had made it to the olympic trials and after that, I hadn't really trained for another road marathon. Not that I didn't like it. It's just I was more consumed with um, like the 100K on the roads and still yeah. doing 100 miles on the trails. And so in the 100K on the roads, I was actually still able to maintain the speed for that. Yeah. So even though my marathon times were going to probably slow down a little bit, the 100K was still you know slower enough that I could kind of... Um, in fact, my fastest hundred K on the roads was when I was 51, I think. So, oh, nice. um, and I maintained in there for a while. Yeah. Um, but then in my late fifties, um, started to slow down for sure. Yeah. Um, but I didn't really feel that different.
1: So you still felt okay. Your paces were slow, but you still felt okay within yourself. It's now that you're starting to feel the aches and pains and the clunkiness. Is that what you mean?
0: Yeah. And, um, just tired. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> part of me just like wants to like, I just kind of want to retire, but I don't really want to do that.
1: <laughs> so do you think the tiredness comes from having run for so long, no matter what your age is?
0: Do you know what I mean? Um, I think that that's potentially true for speed, perhaps, um, you know, getting later started in ultramarathoning. I was, you know, 40 six i think when i ran western states the first time yeah. um and because there's a learning curve yes. with a race like that you can can get faster every year but it's not like you are you are faster it's just you figured out how to to race that course and so you can cut time off doing that i don't think i was particularly faster in general um and i you know i suppose there's a you know a school of thought that we have um in an amount of years that we can run sort of, um, I don't know about competitively, but like maybe it's 30 years and I've been running for 30 years. So maybe that's why I'm starting to dwindle off. I don't, I'm not sure if that's true. I I would say it has more to do with how our heart rates slow down. Our maximum heart rate comes down as we age. Yeah, you know, there are some fancy formulas out there, and I don't know, they're probably based on men, but <laughs> like probably every, you know, every year over the age of 50, you're gonna lose a heartbeat or something like that. Yeah. Um, so I know that my maximum heart rate has come down. So my you know, lactate thresholds you know lower. So yeah. even you know, trying to like try to do a VO2 max, I don't even want to try it. <laughs> it just sounds awful. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, yeah. but The other piece of that is, and I'm so glad this is getting more um, attention is menopause. Yeah. Um, There's, you know, so many myths about menopause and there's, you know, numbers of, I kind of think it's like, when someone said you need to drink eight glasses of water a day. it's like someone just made that up <laughs> <They> didn't <laughs> I that know, that's wonder where did they get that number from it's it was just somebody made it up. Well, it seems like a good idea. so yeah, let's do that um so menopause, I guess you've reached menopause supposedly when it's been um, a year has gone by since your last period. And that's like, okay, now you are menopausal. You're not perimenopausal anymore. You're menopausal. And then it, like, I think then it's like, and for the next five years, you'll probably, at that point, you will be done. And I will say that last fall, I was 60, is actually when I feel like, okay, I think I actually am all the way done now. I don't think I have any estrogen left. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. just like, Um, and so I, I learned more about estrogen, um, like that we have estrogen receptors throughout our body and it's not just, you know, our reproductive system. Um, and, and I did know that for, for bone health. Um, and I found out I have osteoporosis of the spine, which runs in my family. It was not, um, it wasn't, I expected that. Yeah, I totally expected that. And so I, I am on hormone therapy for that. Um, But I'm also on it because I felt so awful for a while. I just my running was so hard. Just and I have developing more and more anxiety and um it sleep. I didn't realize my sleep was bad until I started taking um estrogen and progesterone and, and started sleeping really well. Um and did it help with the anxiety as well going on yes and time. even that's still a little touch and go but for the most part it's a lot better and yeah. I am not I've never had had mental illness I've never been an anxious person I you know it doesn't doesn't mean you are an anxious person yeah, yeah. it doesn't you know it, they don't actually go together necessarily it's like the difference between being a little depressed and actually having depression yes, you know yeah yeah so the anxiety is more like ah oh, I've got some anxiety today but I don't have a lot of there's no mental health issues there. Um, But I do know, you know, the more I've read is all these symptoms that women have that are, you know, onset with menopause. And I'm glad that there's so much more attention being paid to that. I think some of it too, is that women who are older than me, and um, there weren't as many athletic women, let's say in their 70s, that had athletic lives. And I think a lot of that goes back to, for this country for Title IX, which is when um, the um, all of the uh, athletic programs in the country, for every boys' sport or men's sport, there had to be an equal number of positions for women to oh, play sport. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So when I was in high school um, that's when that had passed. It was in the seventies. Uh, and suddenly I could not only play volleyball and, and track, I could play basketball too, because there had to be another sport. Yes. And so I I was able to play basketball, volleyball and track throughout high school. And I don't, you know, before that there wasn't as much opportunity. Um, so women, 10 years older than me, probably had, there were probably few of them that had athletic lives. And with your menopause without complaining, um, not, you know, thinking about it too much, but now we're staying athletic for years and years. And then we reach this point where just because we can't have children anymore, our lives kind of suck, you know? <laughs> yes. So yeah, I'm glad that there's more, um, and more voices, um, coming out about it.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's kind of been it's it, it like with periods, it's those things where certainly when I was younger, you just didn't talk about any of that yeah, sort of stuff, know. you know. And now, um, it's so much more spoken about, and young people feel more comfortable, which is great. But I think we also need to learn that it's okay to talk about, you know, as well, especially like you say with menopause, because there haven't been these active women going through it, and um, it. I mean, I as far as I know, I haven't started menopause at all, perimenopause or anything like that, but I know it's coming because it's inevitable um, yes. and, and I want to be prepared and make sure that I know all the things I need to do because there are certain things you can do to help, obviously.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, you can't stop it, but just to minimise yeah. the symptoms and that sort of stuff.
0: Right. Um,
1: and I think, you know, that's why it's so important that we, we talk about it, you know, yeah. and um, don't make it such a mystery for women.
0: Great. Right because it is kind of, it is kind of a mystery. When it's happy. It is. yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's really, really hard on a lot of women. And I would say it wasn't, it wasn't hard on me emotionally. I didn't become, a, you know, an angry person because of being frustrated or um, I didn't really suffer hot flashes except in bed at night. Um, and so I thought I'd sort of breeze through it until my running fell off the rails. And I'm like, this can't be right. This just can't <laughs> be right. Um, so I actually read, I'm going to not know the author's name because it's been too long. Um, the book called estrogen matters. Um, and a friend turned me on to that because I said, I can understand and I can accept slowing down by degree as I get old. That's just going to be part of it, but I can't hardly run up a hill. And that just seems wrong. (laughs) And then, and so she handed me the book. She said, you need to read this. And it really demystifies and debunks a lot of the myths that we've been told um, regarding hormone replacement. Okay. And after I read that, I like I called my doctor and I said, "I, I need some hormones, <laughs> <Can> <laughs> please have some hormones." Um, so yeah, it's 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 yeah, I'm definitely still slower. That's not going to change. But I feel think- yeah, that happens for anyone
1: getting older. I mean, you know, absolutely, it's inevitable. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah, but um. But yes, certainly menopause will have a bigger effect, and I'm really glad that the the hormone therapy is working. You know, you yeah, hear mixed stories about that too. Yeah. So
0: yeah, yeah, it's something that definitely um, warrants a conversation with your with your doctor. And if your doctor, you know, poo poo's you, then it's time to find a different doctor because you know we are the customer, and we are paying a lot of money. Yes,
1: to,
0: to feel better. You know. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, and it's not that hard, you know?
1: Yeah. 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 And I mean, I know there was um, some studies done a number of years ago that showed that there was a higher cancer risk, but they find that that's not necessarily the case. So,
0: well, and and that study was actually um, statistically irresponsibly reported. Those words might be a little bit mixed up, but um, that's what this book, Estrogen Matters, really goes into how those studies were conducted and um, how the statistics were not meaningful. Yeah. Um, so that was like, you gotta be kidding. Cause I, I have a background in science and, you know, analyzing data. And when I saw how this data was presented to the public, it uh, yeah. was, it was shameful. It was, and it did such a disservice to so many women.
1: Yeah. Because so many women have not gone on to it be- for that reason because of that one study. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I was one of them until I read that and I'm like, heck yeah. I'll have to get that book and have a look at it that sounds interesting I'll look it up and and I'll put the link in the show notes too so
0: yeah yeah
1: anyone anyone can have a look now um in your article you wrote um some lessons that you have learned and, and I just put out my podcast with lessons from 2022 so I thought we'd go through the different um lessons that you learned and maybe you can elaborate for the, for the listeners. And and your first one was, and you've said a little bit about this already changing your expectations versus lowering your expectations. Can you explain what you mean by that?
0: Yeah. So as a competitor, I have always um, raised, had a pretty high bar for myself. Mm. Um, It's just how I operate. I, I don't expect to reach my, my top goal at any given race. I put them up there really, really high and I work as hard as I can to get there. And maybe one in 10 times I'll hit that high bar. But that means I know I could do it. Um, I don't want to have a lower bar yeah. just because oh, if I lower it, I'll get it every time. Yeah, that's yeah. not that's not exciting to me. That's not challenging to me. And to me, the most success successful feeling is when I cross a finish line and I know I did everything I could. Yeah. And And, um, and maybe I'll get that goal, maybe not, but the important thing is I had it up there. I went for it and I'm trashed at the end. So I don't want to say, well, I just have to lower my bar now. I want to just have a different expectation. Um, and maybe, maybe that means focusing more on what success is at this point, you know, maybe it's, um, I don't know, having really doing better at fueling during a race because I have still sort of like not done that well at that. And maybe I need to just like, let's change this expectation that you're going to really start nailing these things that you've sort of like, you know, pushed to the side. Um, I mean, that would be just one example. Um, or make five new friends. Yeah. You know, um, at Western States last year, um, one of the gals I've known for many years, Erica Hoagland, um, we were on the climbing up the first climb, and she says to me, "You know, when I run Western states, I really, I usually try to find a buddy to run with. Uh, it just really helps me get through the high country or whatever." And she said, "You, you want to try that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, why not?" And that's <laughs> something I wouldn't have done in the past. Yeah. you know, it'd be like I just need to focus on me. I need, you know, I'm like top ten, whatever. Yeah. And and then we ran into Casey Lickteig, and the three of us basically ran together for 62 miles. Oh, wow. Because we, I mean, we were kind of going back and forth and in and out, but we have lots of long conversations. And, um, so that would, that'd be, that's kind of a, like a new expectation for me is like, okay, in this race, let's see if you can, you know, make three new friends and work together on some of this stuff, something to keep the joy in it, even if it's a different, different way to look at it. So you think you'll keep racing though? I ah, I I love go, I love going to the races. I love I still push myself. I yes. just don't have the same sort of time expectations. Yeah. But I do expect to get to the finish line and feel like crap. So that's that's not going to change. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Isn't that funny that that's what you're actually wanting? <laughs>
0: yeah. So a few years ago I paced a friend um the last 40 miles of Western States which was exhausting but I was still like missing that I wasn't completely trashed, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah it's it's a different kind of exhausted feeling. You're exhausted because you've been out there, but yeah, that trash yeah. feeling is something special, isn't it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then
1: your next one was be an example um, to aging
0: athletes. Mm-hmm. So that was part of the like the don't whining part or don't whine, um, just still be out there. Yeah. You know, don't just go into hiding because, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to win. I'm not going to place or yeah. whatever. Um, having been in the sport for so many years, I have a reputation and I have uh, a lot of people who follow me and look up to me. Yeah. I don't want that to go away because we all need people to look up to. I have a lot of people I look up to. And um, if they disappeared, I'd be really sad that they felt like they had to leave, leave the scene. Yeah they weren't performing at their you know top speeds anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I guess
1: showing people that um it is acceptable to you know change your you know like you said your expect changing your expectations and and showing how how you can be successful whatever success is to you doing that mm-hmm. as well.
0: Yeah.
1: I guess is that kind of what you mean by being an example? Yeah
0: yeah yeah Yeah, exactly like she's still out there having fun yeah it's that's what I want to do because I do I love races I just they're they're fun they're really fun they're really hard but they're super fun yeah and then um you said put more emphasis on what you can do
1: for the sport versus what the sport can do for you
0: yeah 100% I mean so many years I've gotten so much from going to races and I mean I love to volunteer I've done that many many years but you know, I can do more of that as I race less, as I train less, I can have, take more time to volunteer, um, at races and away from races too. Um, I, I, I volunteer at one camp a year, but I, I feel a little sheepish saying it even because the woman who puts it on <laughs> throws so many hours into it for this. It's a camp for, um, for veterans. Okay. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, uh, she throws her heart into that. And you know, I, I, volunteered there but like I said it feels like peanuts compared to what she does um I um I'm a volunteer for the USA track and field um executive council for mountain ultra trail so I put a fair bit of time into that um and yeah, I I I feel like I just want to be one of those people who you can call up and I'll talk to you about running and give you advice and um and, and show up and help you out at a race or something. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I like to um, you know, sweep races and that sort of stuff because, yeah. you know, you're still there and you're with all the people, but there's no pressure. We're certainly not going that fast and, and it's right, right.
0: Yeah, yeah it's a lot, a lot of fun. Yeah it's a lot
1: of fun you know. Um so there's always and, and I agree and I think regardless of what stage of running you're in I think it's really important to volunteer oh, and give back yes. as well you know and and I think you can get a lot of enjoyment out of it and um and even and also if if you're injured or something like that I think that's a good way of keeping in contact with Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've always been that way about running. If I'm injured I get really excited when I see people running. I'm yeah. like, oh, they're having so much fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean you get jealous, but yes. Yeah. 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 It's, it's still good yet yeah, to see other people enjoying it. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 very strange, honestly, because I think we're a very weird breed. We I we, think we, so. we, we like to watch people run. It's right. like There's no ball. <laughs> There's no I it's, Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, no, it's
1: I like it. yeah. But I and then you said, do not whine, whimper, or bore my friends with all of these details.
0: It's so easy to, like, you know, how are you? Well, I'm just terrible. I'm old. I can't tie my shoes anymore. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, Which I could do, you well, know. You, I, you find that too. You get really stiff in the lower back, do you? Yeah. Like, you know, I'll get my foot up here. See so my time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't like hearing other people complain about anything, yeah. honestly. So, yeah, yeah. And, and we all have to do this. Yeah. We, we, there's no way to get out of it. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's all almost like having a kid. You don't know what it's like until you have a kid, right? Yes, you can be right. mm-hmm. parent in the world until you have a baby. And mm-hmm. I feel like, there's no advice to give somebody younger. You no. just got to wait for it. No, that's right. I I agree. I, I still
1: remember my dad laughing at me when I was saying all the things I would still be able to do when I had kids. And, and then once I had them, I went, oh, that's why he was laughing at me. So, <laughs> you know, it, it, yeah, and you're right. It is exactly the same with aging because, you know, in my head, I'm just going to be awesome. But, yeah. you know, my body tells me otherwise sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. And and I agree with the um complaining because what happens when you complain is you just focus on it more anyway. It's bad for yourself, yeah. let alone your friends.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not easy, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I find it it's it's easy for me not to complain out loud, yeah. but I do complain to myself a lot. <laughs>
1: yes, See, but that and that's probably you know
0: not the best for you either, though, is it? It's not. It's not. Um, and and I. I struggle with um, having positive things to say to myself. And that's also like, wait a minute, I've always been this positive person about myself. And now I'm like, oh, Um, so it's a little hard. So I'm waiting for the sunshine to come back and hopefully that'll cheer me back up. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, that's always part of it, too, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um. And then your last one was remind myself or yourself
0: frequently that you live a very privileged life. Oh yeah, for sure. Maybe not as much as a privileged white man, but still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I live in a very safe community. Yeah. I can go trail running, which you know, like I think I say in there, it's like, what's the purpose? Yes. You know. I mean, it's, am I doing anything really beneficial for the world? Um. But it could be. You know. If something really bad happens, I'm I'm fit. I'm ready. I can go help. Yes. So, <laughs> that's right. and I mean, there's a lot of people who do sit at desks all day and it is important for them to move their bodies because, you know, healthy people are going to make a healthy planet and, you know, it, it does matter. It does matter I if you think it, think it does like it. Yeah. And the super, on the surface is like, I don't know that that's really important. <laughs> but even like you said, being a good role
1: model for people who are getting older, that you don't. You know, my my sister often has said to me, "Oh, Isabel, you're too old to still be running. You should be sitting on the couch drinking wine." You know, and and how is that good for my health? And you know, and like being a role model, saying no. As we get older, it's actually okay to stay active, and it's actually a good thing. And
0: very good, yeah. You
1: know, and it's better for your health. You know,
0: yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I like, I don't know, I'll be moving a lot of heavy stuff around, or like for the first time ever, I put christmas lights on my house this is a a and it's like i had to get a really high ladder and i'm sticking these things up i'm like i'm a 61 year old woman on a ladder (laughs) you know (laughs) and a lot of people would say oh you're too old to be on a ladder you might fall and break something and i'm like but i i don't feel that you know i don't feel that i'm being stupid yeah no no, no, no. there's like 61 climbing ladders yeah no really See, i wouldn't think that's too old to climb a ladder no and it, it's not just the state of mind it's like some people at 61 are too old yes. because they haven't taken care of themselves and that's that's they what i want to having to be taken care of yes um i think that would be a sad existence
1: i think that would be very sad and and i think you know that's that's why it's so important to keep moving is because yeah. you know it, it begets more movement you know yeah
0: and I, I, this just popped into my head, and and I'm sure I know this is ego, which is fine, whatever. <laughs> I'm just trying to be honest. Is I've been aged out, I believe, aged out of having good contracts ever uh, as a runner. Yeah. And I feel like it would be so great if there was one or two companies who would like start sponsoring older athletes mm-hmm. like myself that are out there still setting an example that has a name, you know, people are following. Um and I still, you know, I want to travel around the world and race and it gets harder and harder for me cuz you now I have yeah. to pay for it, you know. <laughs>
1: and I'm like well and and when you think about it it's crazy that they don't because if you think about the demographic like they've got a lot more free time. Yep. Um and generally at 60ish you're still working so you've got money because you're not spending it
0: on little kids. You exactly. know. Exactly. So that's what I keep saying. There's a market out crazy. there. Yeah. I know. And it's, it's always up the, the bright and shiny, you know, new, new pennies. Yes. And um, so I, 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 yeah, I wish there would be that one or two sponsors who are like, yeah, we want to start sponsoring some older athletes who are not only examples to people their age, but younger people coming up. There's probably not a lot of older people looking at the younger people and being inspired, we're no, being, definitely not. Um, we're enjoying it, you know, like we're, we're good fans, but it's, we're also like well, but I can never do that. Yes, that's right. Exactly. You I know, agree. but if they look at me, maybe they'll go buy a pair of shoes. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's
1: why I think it's crazy. Like, you know, because it's a huge market really. Yeah. Like if I they're think. just thinking financially, then it would actually make sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, i agree yes <laughs> so hopefully <laughs> yeah. it'd be nice yeah. wouldn't it yeah so, you know um when you say you love to race so so you are going to stick with racing like for me at the moment i'm like oh do i stick with racing do i go for um adventures a lot more older athletes go for fkts and that sort of stuff what what sort of things do you think will be in your running future <clears throat>
0: um i think still racing. I, I find that that's the most motivating for me is, you know, put a race on a calendar and get excited about it and actually have the focus to train for it. Um, and then as adventure wise, I do work for a company called threshold expeditions and it's very small boutique company and we are doing guided trail adventures awesome. and yeah, it's uh it's a bit, well, uh, a bit like backroads which is a you know bike touring company only we're much smaller um but it's like oh we had three trips this year the first one was to um colorado in the on the hard rock course oh nice we did some uh trail running around santa fe new mexico up in the uh, picos wilderness and then we've done oh um big Bend national park in texas and each of those has a different theme. Like the Colorado one's an endurance theme and the Santa Fe is arts and culture and the big bend is a mindfulness. Um, oh, yeah. So, um, But the the um, uh, clients get basically five-star hotels, amazing restaurants. Then they don't have to think about anything except showing up with their shoes and a hydration pack. Oh, we fantastic. provide everything else. Yeah and we take care of them and we cater to their pace and so we keep it small so that if so far most people just want to hike which okay. is great. and it's great we're, we're just all there for them and we give them the added comfort of they don't have to navigate yeah and we're also um wilderness medical um first first aid me- wilderness all those words <laughs> <laughs> To help keep them safe out on on the trails,
1: and and you said you cater for all paces, like and and some a lot of them hike, but what about if there is a faster person?
0: My thinking is most faster people wouldn't really be interested in this. Yeah. Um. Because a a lot of people that are faster or competitive are probably more likely going to go to a training camp. Yeah. True. Or figure it out on their own. Yeah. Um, and open oh, it as well. Most of the faster people are young <laughs> and don't have a lot of money. Yes, <laughs> and, true. You see, once again, we're talking about that demographic. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. And these are expensive.
1: Yeah. You know. Yes. Yeah. So. I can imagine they would be, but I reckon it would also be worth the money because there's a lot to be said of just rocking up and doing your thing and everything's yep. looked after. Exactly. Exactly. So. Yeah. Especially a, lot of a lifetime of organizing family and everything. Yeah. Nice. Not to have to do that. Yes. For
0: sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's that's awesome to do that because you get to enjoy that too. I mean, I know you're looking after them, but you get to meet all those oh. people and speak because I'm guessing you're staying at the same place, you know. So oh, yeah. 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 We have our
0: meals together. Um, yeah. We spend most of the time together. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, what races are next for you? I have signed up for a 50K in Auburn, California. Um, it's called the Formidable. Okay. And the four is F-O-U-R. It's got four really big climbs in it. Uh-huh, I like I did it a couple of years ago, but I moved away from that area a couple of years ago. So I like to go back and visit friends and, and run that course. And it's also warmer. <laughs> yeah, that'll be nice. Warmer in California in February. So I've got that on my calendar and tomorrow is the lottery drawing for UTMB. Oh, so, so I have my my four stones in there. Have you done that before? I can't remember. I have done that. Yeah. Before. Yes. And I want to go back. Yeah. Um, it's epic. It's just yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. Very, very hard. Um, if I don't get into that, um, I th- I've been thinking about doing Spartathlon. Oh, okay. So I would need to um, do something silly, like go run on a track for a hundred miles to see if I can get a, a, a time that's good enough for an automatic qualification. Gee, and Spiteflon's hard. Yeah. 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 And I, um, but I would definitely, definitely love, like, so that's great. Yeah. I would have to rely on um, my friend, Pam Smith, who's done 24 hour stuff and she's, she's very much a scientist about it. Um, And Bob Hearn and like, Help me get my head around training for a a slower pace. Yes. Yeah. And and being consistent and not and learning how to hold back for because it's 150 miles. Yeah. On road, it's not like a trail one where you you know go up and down and yeah that's right. uh, Hang out at aid stations and stuff, but it sounds pretty. I, I did a
1: um road one recently. It was 243 kilometers, so over 100 miles. Yeah. Yeah. And it was mainly bitumen, and it's so much harder on the body it really is yeah, yeah.
0: you gotta run as lightly as you can you know no no pounding the pavement right. <laughs> after a while nice. yeah.
1: yeah oh that i I reckon that would be awesome if you could get into that that would be brilliant yeah.
0: and yeah. of course then the added difficulty is the heat as well you've got to hmm i i tolerate heat pretty well I can. relative to um i'd say average person right. I, i've pretty small so I have you know a good surface area to dissipate the heat and they don't generate a lot of heat
1: yeah oh that's good yeah yeah Yeah. because that's
0: that's a big thing
1: for that all righty well now do you have any um like if you want to just for some final tips for some you know firstly for women who might be you know going through perimenopause do you have any tips for them maybe
0: I would say start talking to your doctor um your healthcare professional um as soon as you start having symptoms and see if they're amenable you know to trying things out or you know doing blood tests or something just try to have somebody on your side before it gets worse yeah. and but do pay attention to all those things um, because they're real you know yeah. it's not all in your head um and it matters you know you matter and you just, again, just because you can't have children anymore doesn't mean <laughs> that you don't have any purpose or, you yeah, know, right. usefulness, you know, yeah.
1: and we uh, shouldn't have
0: to just suffer like, you know, right, don't. right. Why exactly? Because we, we don't happen. have, no, we don't. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, consider, um, picking up one of the hobbies that you've put aside for all the years and, if you, you know, you find that you don't want to run as much or work out as much, pick up your old music instrument. That's what I did. Yeah. So I, I belong to a community band here. I play the flute and I play the tenor and alto saxophone. And I love it. I yeah. absolutely love it. Um. So I don't run as many miles, but I will make up that time by sitting with my instrument um, and practicing, which is a lot for your mental health, too. Yeah, and, and look, that's
1: a big thing because you know, um, running, especially ultras and training, takes up a lot of time. And if you're not doing that, what are you doing? Exactly. No to be sitting around.
0: Yeah. All right. I don't, who wants to do housework? Come on. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't do that. That's <laughs> my religion. Do yeah, no, I don't do enough of it, but that's okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, no. So that's that's a really good point because um certainly I've been um I've had, you know, this race and then I've had been a bit unwell. So I've been doing a lot less and it's like, I'm bored. I'm sitting at home like, bored, and that's not good for for my mental health either. So, you know, that's a really good tip. All right. What about just tips on, you know, male or female runners who are hitting that point where things, where they're getting a bit slower, any tips to help them with that? Yeah,
0: go ahead and accept it. (laughs) Just Try not to fight it too yes. hard yeah. uh meet yourself where you are
1: yeah. Not where I always you... say that
0: run with the body you've got you know yeah 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 and stop comparing yourself oh. to how you were a year ago or yesterday or five years ago because five years from now you're going to look back and say dang when i was 61 <laughs> i was still killing it you know and <laughs> now yeah. i'm out here on my <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: yeah that's a 100 percent true you know we never we, we we compare to how we were and then we look back and go oh my god I was actually okay it wasn't that bad so yeah <laughs> oh, I
0: was
1: like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah and, and that, the accepting bit is the hardest bit you know I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm struggling with that at the moment because I'm still looking back at what I used to do and go oh, you know I should be able to do that but it's like
0: yeah. well yeah. I think too it's important and this would be for the the 30 year olds and early 40s is appreciate where you are. Yes, I appreciate didn't enough. I didn't, yeah, yeah. I kept thinking, We're to get faster. I've got to get better, yeah, you yeah.
1: Know? and didn't actually enjoy the moments, yeah, uh, you know, when I got them. Yeah, yeah, I have to look back and say, Dang, that, yes. that was pretty good. <laughs> I know. Now I look back and go, God, if only I realized how fast I was. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. it's crazy. Exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah so a very very good friend of mine I was complaining to her one day and she said just give yourself some grace yeah and that's kind of my mantra anymore it's like just give yourself some grace actually that's what I've
1: been saying those exact words these last these last week was yeah. so. like because um instead of just beating myself up because it achieves nothing it just makes me miserable yeah. when you beat yourself it up. does
0: absolutely yep yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah and and like you say you can't Force it anymore like uh, you just can't so no, yeah, yeah yeah no that's really good advice so yeah appreciating it while you're younger for sure and and accepting it now and you know it, it's it's part of life and it's
0: yeah yeah all go to it. It. yeah accept it but keep moving don't yes. give up don't no give don't up, give up don't give up yeah. the, the the love of running yeah. or the love of the movement love of being outside um just accept that it's different yes yeah
1: yeah and and that's it and I still think do the track workouts and do all those sorts of things because you want to hold on to the speed that you've got yeah um don't just go oh well I'm just going to run all slow now but um still do the speed work but understand that you're not 35 anymore or whatever it is. yeah yeah (laughs) exactly exactly but you're out there Yeah, yeah that's right and and certainly compared to a lot of people you know our age we're doing this so much more yeah 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 the same all right well thank you so much for coming on and you know I'm really glad that you did give that as advice and because we do need to get this discussion going because not only is menopause not talked about enough I don't think aging is talked about enough it's kind of embarrassing to age you know yeah and um it's it's what happens if you are lucky enough to keep living. <laughs> yeah, right. We're on the you side know? of the
0: dirt. Good. Yeah. yeah.
1: You know. So it's like it's not. You know. I used to be embarrassed about my age, going, "Oh my god, I'm so old." But now it's like, no, I'm going to be proud of it. You know. Yeah. And
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You're a- shock people. Yeah, you that's know? right. But exactly. When you're in your forties. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's you know, and
1: so and and we want to show people that you know it, it you can keep doing this yeah
0: and it's fulfilling but, it's yeah. yes
1: yeah it is okay. and and so thank you so much for coming on and sharing that with us and and thank you thank know you let's hope it, it does open it up for people and and we see more older athletes out there crushing it <laughs> awesome all right thank you right. Isabel. thanks so much